You are listening to the Optimal Performance Podcast, sponsored by Natural Stacks. If you're into biohacking, performance, or getting more out of life, this is the show for you. For more on building optimal performance, check out OptimalPerformance.com. For a way to change your life, you got it. I kind of think, in some ways, selfishly, that it should remain a secret because it is such an advantage. Nothing stuck. Start optimizing your mental and physical performance. Optimize yourself. All right, happy Thursday, all you optimal performers. I'm your host, Ryan Muncy, and I'm coming to you this week live from Natural Stacks headquarters in Austin, Texas. Uh, you can see on the video, I'm, I'm kind of playing Where's Waldo here. We got, um, you know, shields on shields here. So um, we're having a little bit of fun. This week, our guest is Abelard Lindsay, creator of Siltep and our brain food line, um, all around brilliant guy, and we're going to have some fun talking about dopamine and dopamine metabolism today. Abelard, thanks for hanging out with us. Great to be here. Thanks. So before we get started, a um, couple of housekeeping notes. Uh, as always, uh, make sure you guys, listeners, go to OptimalPerformance.com so you can see the video version of this, as well as any links and show notes that we talk about today. Um, and of course, Let's, let's share the Optimal Performance Podcast. So I want you listeners think about who you know who would enjoy and benefit from this show. Um, so as soon as that name comes into your mind, send them the link, share this with them so that we can help reach as many people as possible. Um, Abelard actually just gave us a, an incredible testimonial on his own product, uh, Siltep, before we hit record. So Abelard, I don't want you to tell everybody what you said. You, you just had a, a major milestone birthday. Um, yeah, I, I just turned 40. And yeah, I'm finishing uh, my master's in computer science. And um, yeah, I really wouldn't have been, uh, it wasn't until I started taking Siltep that I was really motivated to go back to school and uh, just, uh, you know, continue learning and diving into it. It, uh, it just made uh, it just made me want to pursue education and, and uh, learning. It just makes it so pleasurable that I couldn't, you know, help myself. <laughs> and that's something I always wanted to do, and you know, so go get my master's. So I, uh, it really uh, made me enthusiastic about that, and uh, you know, it helped me uh, get through school uh, with great grades and stuff. So <laughs> that's something you said on the podcast last time that that it really in, it, it increases your appetite to learn, and and that's something that I've noticed, and a lot of our other users have noticed too. So that's a really cool feature, right? All right, we're going to put uh, Siltep on the shelf for now, and we're going to talk about this guy, dopamine and dopamine brain food. So, Abelard, the, uh, the question of the day, what is dopamine? Well, dopamine is a neurotransmitter um, in the brain, and it's, uh, very, uh, it, it's responsible for uh, motivation, mood, novelty-seeking, a couple different things. Well, one good way to talk about it and understand it is to uh, look at some of the uh, studies that have been done in, uh, you know, monkeys, for example, where they, uh, train them with different stimuli, like, you know, giving them something to drink and then showing them a picture. And, and what happens is that the, uh, when they, you know, when they get some sweet, you know, some fruit juice to drink, the dopamine centers in their brains light up and then they get, then they show them a picture at the same time. And then slowly the, uh, before, well, they show a picture before the, they get the re reward. And then, Slowly, they begin to associate the uh, 
reward. I mean, the picture with the reward, and they just uh, get the same stimulation from seeing the picture and so forth. So, so the brain is always trying to figure out how to get um, to these goals, whether you know, it be you know, uh, food, uh, pleasure, uh, and, you know, achieving one's goals, that kind of things. It's a very, and, it's a very primal thing, right? I mean, this is one of yeah. the things that that helped us through evolution. You know, as as we were, you know, we had to seek shelter, we had to do things that gave us a better chance to survive. So it's it's connected to a lot of those more basic desires. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, it, it, it's a way of uh, kind of building up um, ideas about how to achieve and get these things, and then we, you know, these these uh, ideas become habits. Uh, and and sort of shape our our, our personality and behavior. So. I like how it's you know it, it really is that kind of kick in the pants and um, it can really increase mental alertness. Right. Well, yeah, um, dopamine is really uh, a chemical that sort of tells uh, tells me to uh, keep doing what I'm doing. Like whatever I uh, I just did, it was great do it again <laughs> or do more of it or find out ways to do, uh, to, uh, do it again or, uh, expand on, uh, the, uh, whatever happened, just happened. It's like, it was basically, you know, it, it, it's, it's a, it goes all the way down to like the simplest mammal, you know, as, as says, this, this is a very evolutionarily conserved mechanism. Right. It's it's uh, the it's the lizard brain. Right. It says you did something really good. Do more of that. Yep. And so, you know, I have a lot of dopamine. Uh, whatever I set my mind to, um, I want to go to more of, and that is uh, great for getting work done. It's just important to have a plan to use all that dopamine instead of just. Uh, getting into something that, that, that <laughs> I, it makes you look busy, but, uh, and it was probably a lot of fun because you're, you know, but it isn't getting a lot of useful work done. Right. And I mean, there's a big difference there between being busy and being productive, right? Right. Right. Uh, so how do we, know, how can we channel that? Well, it's important to have, uh, uh, a plan of, of action, you know, a, a list of things that y you need to do to uh, get what you want to get done done and not uh, because if, if you just go into it without a plan, then you're going to enjoy, you know, if you have a lot of dopamine, you're going to enjoy whatever you're doing, but you might just be going around in circles or spending too much time on something that's um, that's not very productive. Uh, that's, I mean, that's, that's the challenge. That's a lot of the challenge in, uh, controlling an active brain is, is, is putting a, a structure in place to make sure that what you're doing is, is, is going to be productive and work. I mean, it, sometimes it helps if there's other people around, you know, so mm -hmm. they can kind of, you know, there can be back and forth and feedback and, and you can course correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's a, that's a very valuable statement that you just made. I mean, what, what strategies could you share with our listeners to, to, you know, to make sure that you are staying on task? Because, I mean, there's a lot of times where we feel good, we've got a lot of energy, we're motivated, we want to do something, but maybe just not necessarily that thing that we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, it, it helps to have other people around. Um, 
uh, unless you're very good at planning out your own time and, and you know you make your plans ahead of time and you you know while you're uh, and you think through these things very thoughtfully if you if you have other people around who are um, they can they can provide a uh, somebody to bounce ideas off of or to uh, you know help refocus on whatever the goal that you're trying to achieve with you know as part of some mutual aim. Um, that's that's my best recommendation for that. So dopamine is also kind of controversial. You know, there are a lot of legal dr- illegal drugs that stimulate dopamine and so forth. And uh, it's definitely something that where you can have too much of it. Right. <laughs> I mean, too too little of it will will lead to apathy, uh, lack of pleasure in anything. Um, you know, depression. Um, and you know this this kind of thing happens in Parkinson's patients, for example, who uh, whose dopamine producing neurons uh, slowly die as they you know be, uh, have less ability to move around and to do things and less motivation and um, you know slowly they start to lose mobility and you know so it's it's uh, you know, there's there's and in 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 between too much and too little there's a happy medium <laughs> obviously so now, let's let's dig in a little bit there I mean what. What are some of the things that we may feel um, on a daily basis if we have too little or too much dopamine? Well, uh, with you know, with too little dopamine, it's it's hard to get moving, to get motivated, to do anything. Um, it's uh, it's difficult to uh, uh, to just get the day started. That's uh, that's really what it amounts to, uh, and just attend. Uh, to and uh, continue with life uh, on a regular basis of, of of just getting up and going to work and doing things and you know taking care of errands and um, doing all the things that are needed to achieve one's longer term goals in life. Now um, that's you know that's too little dopamine. Now now too much dopamine you get these things like you know with people who take dopamine agonists because uh, for Parkinson's or uh, amphetamine users you get this, these things where people will collect pebbles and line them up in a row or disassemble and reassemble wristwatches that the, the fascination level for, for, um, really simple things becomes excessive. So, uh, and so the, the, this structuring in the mind of, of, um, procedures and, 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 and routines to achieve, uh, goals, you know, primal urges and goals, uh, becomes too easily focused on on things that don't really deliver a lot of uh, a lot of reward because if there's too much dopamine, you know, the the brain kind of magnifies the rewards that it's uh, it believes it's receiving from from some minor entertainment. So, uh, <laughs> you know, there's a, there's a balance needed there. Like maybe, for example, in today's world, always checking email, always checking Facebook on our smartphone, things like that. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, that that can also be trying to encourage um, dopamine release. It's uh, if if um, somebody has has too little, uh, but I mean, that's too much. Is you know, th- doing things like removing all the contents of your drawers and reorganizing them and things like that. Like doing <laughs> doing stuff that's that's se- would seem to a normal person to be really boring and pointless. <laughs> so, but you know, too little. Uh, like for instance, if um, you know uh, that could be too little, could be checking uh, Facebook, you know, checking email, just trying to get a little dopamine hit from one of those things. Like, oh, I'm connecting with people, you know, or 
this, the social aspect, you know, the novelty aspect. There's, you know, dopamine is also connected to novelty seeking. For instance, when they um, increase the level of intrasynaptic dopamine in, uh, in, you know, with certain drugs in monkeys, they become more interested in novelty. So just new things, uh, cute cat pictures, or, wow, have you seen this video of this guy doing this thing that nobody's ever seen before? <laughs> so how, how do we take that and channel it to become more productive? Because I can see how, like, if we're novelty-seeking and, and we're curious, it could be of great benefit to us if we have a desire to use that for uh, learning or for being productive, but I can also see how, as you as you said, you know, if we're if we're on our computer, we could get distracted and go check email, go look at YouTube, watch videos, watch the next video, and you know, before you know it, thirty minutes have gone by and you've done nothing. Well, um, one way that I channel that is, um, you know, I have a habit tracker app on my phone. It's called the Habit Bowl, <laughs> and it's great. I paid for it, um, and basically what it does is it says these are all the things that you have to do every day or you want to you know or once a week or uh, you know or, or however however much you want to do like uh, uh, a certain thing for instance um, you know how many pounds you you're trying to lose or that kind of thing and so every day you know when I get up I look at that and I'm like okay I have to do all these things and then I've done everything I you know all my habits I need to do for each day and those are small uh, small goals. They don't take a lot of time. You know, if I put on my, if I put on the habit tracker, um, you know, do, uh, write, uh, you know, write a pro write a software program that would normally take me like a week to write, you know, and in, in a day I'd get discouraged because, you know, I wouldn't be able to do that or, or something that would, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't have time to do. So it's, 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 if you make these small incremental, um, goals, that are easy to accomplish, and when you accomplish them, you know you write them down, you reward yourself psychologically. That sort of builds these lo- these loops, these thought loops of of uh, that uh, you know that become habits. And then yeah, that's th- that's really important. You have small things that you can do that you can complete that you can pat yourself on the back. Okay, and then they, then these become these these things like like checking email or checking Facebook, except it's like a habit that you want to do, like you know, go on a run or, um, <laughs> you know, uh, take out the trash or whatever. Um, so that's, uh, that's how I channel that, uh, instinct to, to kind of build these p- patterns to, uh, to do things. I mean, to do things that, uh, really stoke me. So that's, um, okay. th- th- that's how I channel that kind of thing. Okay. So tell us some of the things that may affect dopamine. What would cause somebody to have too little or too much um, well, you know, there's, uh, you can go into like the nutrition of it, which is, um, you know, two, uh, the, the, uh, precursors to dopamine that come from food are, uh, phenylalanine and tyrosine. And, um, you know, phenylalanine, uh, it's, uh, you know, a lot of different foods and it's in dopamine brain food and it converts into two different things, Right. Uh, phenylethylalanine, and so uh, what that is is it's, it's the body's natural um, TAR1 receptor agonist, which means it's basically the body's natural amphetamine, and it's broken down quite quickly by MAOB, so it doesn't build up much. But that 
that causes a release of dopamine into the, you know, into the uh, intrasynaptic space and also uh, slows down the dopamine reuptake via the, the DAT protein. Um, and that, uh, you know, so that, that's one source of, uh, you know, that's the natural feel good chemical. It's in, it's in chocolate too. And it's why everybody loves chocolate. <laughs> so, um, when you, the, when you say it, you're referring to phenylalanine. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, phenylethylalanine. Okay. Which is, which is the, um, product after, uh, phenylalanine's the, been, uh, the next top, step, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. So that's that like little intermediate pleasure chemical that's uh, you know that's also in uh, amphetamine and you know, that that amphetamine works in a similar way to uh, being a TAR one receptor agonist. Um, so anyway, that's that's one path it goes, and then the other path it goes is um, phenylalanine hydroxylase, which goes to uh, uh, tyrosine, and then you know tyrosine is also in foods, and uh, it gets converted you know with the help of uh, uh, tyrosine hydroxylase to uh, L-dopa and then to dopamine. But now tyrosine hydroxylase is really interesting because tyrosine hydroxylase is this knob that your body can turn up and down um, to basically speed up how much dopamine is coming into your brain um, that, or is being metabolized into you know dopamine from tyrosine. And that uh, you know there's certain things that affect that. For instance, for example, uh, nicotine increases that. Um, upregulates that, which means it increases the uh, speed at which that reaction is happening. Also, um, you know, PDE4 inhibitors, uh, Siltep, mm-hmm. uh, theoretically, uh, uh, increase that too. So that's um, that's kind of a way to uh, bypass or, or increase the uh, the speed at which uh, dopamine enters the brain. So um, it's, but it's also a way that where if the, the way that the body can say, well, we have too much here, and it can kind of regulate it up and down. So um, it's important to not kind of skip around it. Uh, <laughs> right now, you know, direct dopamine agonist or or L-dopa is, is, is skipping around tyrosine hydroxylase, and and so the body doesn't have uh, control over the amount of dopamine that's getting into the system. Um, and you know that's that's just something I I don't think is 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 good to do on a daily basis. Um, you know, if somebody has a has really uh, serious dopamine deficiency, you know, Parkinson's disease or something like that. Yeah, but I I mean I, I there's I wouldn't do that in this particular instance of of taking a daily supplement. So instead, you know, we just focus on the precursors uh, that uh, um, are controlled and slowly metabolized by the uh, body into dopamine. Now, okay, so once we get to dopamine, there are a bunch of different dopamine receptors, and they're all have their own sort of personality. You ever seen that movie um, Inside Out? Yes. Great movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, If that movie was more accurate on a molecular biological level, um, they could have all the the dopamine receptors there with their distinct personalities and uh, they'd all be a bunch of characters. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, uh, D1 and, and, and D5 are, uh, they're sort of the uh, ones that are associated with um, memory enhancement. Okay. Um, they're kind of the good dopamine receptors. They're sort of the, uh, they're the professors, I guess. 
And then there's the uh, then there's D two, and D two is is kind of the sleazy dopamine receptor <laughs> uh, <laughs> because D two is uh, D two is responsible for is is um, a direct agonist for D two that uh, is popular in the steroid community is is cabergoline, and um, that one it reduces the male sexual refractory time time between men the time that uh, a man needs to take between sex and <laughs> so we, yeah, so we got it. Yeah. Yeah. So you got, it. so it's, 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 it's the sleazy one. Um, it's the one that's, you know, makes, uh, when, 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 when people take, uh, legal drugs that are uh, very stimulatory dopamine, it's, uh, the one that gets them, uh, in, in trouble. In, yeah. In trouble yeah. that way. Okay. Same with, same with D3. <laughs> <laughs> that one is, uh, you know, associated with various with compulsions and and uh, and now that's that's dopamine three receptor, not to be confused with vitamin D three. No, no, dopamine three okay. receptor. Yes. Okay. So. Um, and D four. And D four is uh, D four is the um, novelty detecting dopamine receptor. Uh, there's been some research in that which shows that people with with um, overactive uh, D4 receptors are uh, are very into novelty uh, are, are into novelty seeking. So it's uh, it's um, people who like strange stuff is uh, have overactive D4 receptors. So they they all they all have their uh, their little personalities. And um, <laughs> so so let me ask you this then: how do we how do we get how do we optimize all of dopamine so that we can get more of the good ones, D1, 4, and 5, and maybe less of the ones that get us in trouble, D2, D3? Well, it's, a, uh, it's important not to uh, directly stimulate these, obviously. I mean, you know, people think, well, um, you know, well, you could really, there are a lot of uh, dopamine receptors that are, um, uh, ways to stimulate dopamine in the body that are really strong um, and that work great, but they kind of, they're not the kind of thing you want to take on a daily basis is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's the whole idea behind the entire brain food line, right? right. That right. it's, you know, Hey, we're, we're not using a, you know, what's, what's the expression? You don't, you don't use a sledgehammer to kill a fly, right? The, right, the right. brain, brain foods are natural nutrients and, and they act as fuel for, um, the specific neurotransmitters. Um, the idea is that we want to be able to take them daily or so that we can take them daily to boost ourselves for optimal performance. Um, you know, then we're, we're going to give raw materials, vitamins, precursors, amino acids, right? Right, right. Okay. So, um, so how did you do that with dopamine brain food? Um, well, I provided uh, um, the precursors, uh, phenylalanine and tyrosine on the front end, and then you know vitamin B six to uh, you know uh, be a cofactor in converting this to dopamine. Then vitamin C to be a, a cofactor in uh, converting those to um, epinephrine, right? And then to uh, norepinephrine. Okay. Um, so, uh, well, well, dopamine converts to norepinephrine, then to adrenaline, otherwise known as epinephrine. And so with the uh, precursors, cofactors, and so forth, um, we could uh, make sure that uh, none of this 
there's no excessive buildup in any one of the particular stages, and that uh, these it uh, you know the, the dopamine metabolism occurs smoothly, and all the uh, you know reactions and so forth uh, have the necessary cofactors to uh, proceed. Um, the, one of the things I find is that if I over uh, activate one part of uh, dopamine metabolism, like if I take a whole bunch of uh, tyrosine and phenylalanine, um, and I neglect the uh, you know the methylation and mm-hmm. the uh, um, vitamin C and so forth, is that I get a little edgy and um, uh, anxious, and that's because the uh, you know I believe the uh, norepinephrine is is building up and not getting you know, methylated to ad- adrenaline, and the dopamine's building up uh, and not you know getting transformed into norepinephrine by um, uh, by vitamin C with with, with um, vitamin C as the cofactor for that reaction. So uh, you know, there's there's got there's a balance here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So for our listeners, you know, who may not have a bottle in front of them, when you say the methylation, tell them what you're what you're referring to. Well, by the methylation, I'm referring to uh, the uh, vitamin uh, B12 and uh, the, um, uh, the, yeah, the vitamin, vitamin B12, TMG, and uh, uh, um, methylfolate. Mm-hmm. And basically what those three uh, nutrients do is they uh, turn homocysteine into methionine, and then that um, you know, converts to SAMI, and SAMI methylates um, and nor, uh, norepinephrine into epinephrine, and you know, and that uh, that reduces norepinephrine levels. Which, uh, if you get too much of that, it can cause uh, you know agitation and uh, anxiety. And so, with SAMe, I mean, I know that's another popular supplement. Is that uh, a few steps further down the line, similar to supplementing with, say, like L-dopa? That we wouldn't want to do that because it's a little bit more aggressive. Well, kind of the Thing about SAMe is, uh, well, homocysteine has a lot of negative health effects. Um, it's associated with uh, poor heart health and uh, reduced telomere length and a couple of other things. Um, and it's generally cons- uh, considered uh, very negative for health if uh, one has high homocysteine levels. So by uh, supplementing the uh, uh, cofactors that uh, turn homocysteine back into methionine, which converts into SAMI, uh, there's an added health benefit of, of keeping uh, the homocysteine levels under control. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, expand on that a little bit. I know we touched on it in the serotonin podcast that we did where you, I think right. you talked about astragalus uh, being something that can maintain uh, even lengthened telomeres over time. Um, yeah. how, is, um, how is that homocysteine negatively impacting uh what's that mechanism of action on telomeres oh um well the uh there was just a study done that was uh associating um homocysteine with uh lowered uh telomere length i mean it just it just causes more wear and tear on the cells and you know as they divide they um it's it's an inflammatory thing right 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 yeah and as they divide the telomeres like uh shorten 
and eventually they uh, fail completely, and that you know usually causes cell death or cell malfunction. So. so again, it all circles back to you know if we zoom, we've we've been so zoomed in on dopamine metabolism for the first part of this podcast. If we just zoom back out for just a minute, right? You know that that corresponds to to our overall message of you know reducing inflammation, um, right? For for optimal health and longevity. Sure. Sure. Um, yeah, there's, uh, there's definitely, uh, a lot of, um, positive health benefits to, uh, reducing homocysteine. Go over any best practices then with dopamine brain food. Yeah. Um, I take dopamine brain food with Siltep. I really feel like if I was going to make a six pill Siltep stack, it would, uh, include dopamine brain food. So, um, I think that's because of the uh, increased uh, level of, uh, uh, of tyrosine hydroxylase that I believe that Siltep uh, generates through its uh, PD4 inhibition. Um, so, yeah, that, uh, I, take, I take them both together in the morning, and uh, that um, really supercharges my day. Um, I have tons of motivation and so forth. And also, you know, some people are more... Um, sensitive to dopamine brain food they uh you know they might feel a little edgy or uh move around a little bit too much if they take three so you know take two or one yeah i Uh, think i think that's something that a lot of our users have asked about um you know some people uh are the kind who will experiment on their own you know take one take two take three see what happens i think a lot of other people are, are reluctant to to stray from label recommendations so I guess if you will speak a little bit to experimenting with the time of day at which you take it, um, maybe taking it pre-workout, um, taking yeah. it, taking one, two, or three. I know, like uh, I know, Roy, one of our co-founders, sometimes will take only two Siltep and maybe two or three dopamine um, instead of that third Siltep. Right. Certainly, uh, it's, uh, there's a lot of individual variation in uh, in, in how people respond to supplements. It's Kind of like uh, you know the bass and treble knobs on your stereo. <laughs> it depends on what kind of music you're playing, right? I like uh, that. I like that. So, <laughs> so which one's bass and which one's treble? Um, well, <laughs> yeah, you know, it doesn't really work like that, does it? It doesn't really work like that. It's kind of, but it's 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 um, maybe dopamine, bass, <laughs> serotonin, more treble. Definitely, choline is definitely treble. So. Yeah, well, one thing is, is if I'm, if I wake up in the morning and I'm kind of having trouble getting my day started, I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll always make it to the, uh, make it to my vitamins and take some uh, dopamine brain food. And then all of a sudden I, I feel like, oh yeah, my day's going to, my day's started now. Um, everything's moving along. <laughs> so I think that's, uh, you know, that's what I really get out of dopamine brain food is, uh, my day gets started, and I know what I need to do, and I go do it instead of just sort of sleeping in or being, you know, feeling uh, feeling lazy. It's like you know, if, especially if it's the weekend, you know, if I, if I have to, you know, if it's the weekday, and I have to get up and go to go do my stuff, and uh, yeah, that that provides its own motivation. But right, <laughs> so you know, give it the extra mile. Yeah, so so maybe that's a really good topic to hit on. Is that you know, uh, we all know that like, Hey, if we have to get up and we have to be somewhere at seven or 8 AM that, you know, you're going to be moving. But like on a weekend, if you've got this thing that's been hanging over your to-do list and you keep procrastinating and putting it off, is that a, a really great time to use dopamine brain food? 
Yeah, and uh, you know, and Siltap too, of course. Now, uh, I mean, the reason that you, you want to, one of the reasons that you want to get up and do something if you have like a stressful situation is um, uh, adrenocorticotropic hormone is uh, um, it increases the amount of tyrosine hydroxylase and uh, that's uh, in your system, so that uh, stimulates uh, a lot of. Um, dopamine to, to be uh, converted uh from tyrosine and so forth so uh you know that's the, the, those those things just uh getting stressed out about things you know that leads to motivation it's all kind of it's all tied together <laughs> in the system it's it's interesting because uh you know what is willpower right <laughs> right it's an interesting philosophical question so speaking of questions, we, we talked to some of our uh, optimizers and asked them if they had questions for you. Uh, are you up for a little rapid-fire Q&A? Yeah, sure. Let's, let's do it. Okay. What synergistic uh, – are there anything that uh, has a synergistic effect? Um, exercise, certain foods, uh, fats, carbohydrates, light therapy, gut repair – um, with dopamine brain food? Yeah, or specifically dopamine metabolism. Oh, um, well, uh, there are a couple of different supplements you can take if you want um, an extra dopamine boost um, that are synergistic with dopamine brain food. They're a little on the strong sides. They're not the kind of things I want to take every day, but they, uh, they work pretty well. Um, I'm a big fan of uh, Catuaba, which is a... Brazilian rainforest tree that's uh, it's very, very popular in Brazil. If you ever go on Twitter and type in Catuaba, you'll uh, <laughs> see lots and lots and lots of happy Brazilians. Um, How do we spell that? C-A-T-A-W-A-B-A. Okay. Um, and it's, a, you know, it's, a, it's definitely a dopaminergic uh, system uh, activator. Um, also, uh, anything with uh, epicatechins in it. Um, that uh, you know, one one thing that has that is uh, cocoa or green tea. Yeah, or uh, or green tea. Okay. And um, so the, that's an MAOB inhibitor, and MAOB MAOs uh, break down catecholamines, which are you know things like dopamine. And so by uh, inhibiting that, it uh, inc- uh, increases the amount of catecholamines that are around. Um, one, one kind of interesting uh, thing about MAO inhibitors is uh, one of the MAOB inhibitors, uh, uh, Depernil, which has you know, been knocking, uh, people have been talking about, in, about it in the nootropics community for a long time since it's been around forever. And it actually has a, uh, in animals, it has a life extending effect. And that's because uh, people theorize that it protects uh, um, certain uh, dopamine producing neurons in the brain. Because when dopamine breaks down, um, it turns in uh, it turns into an intermediate product, which has to be detoxified by another enzyme. And people are, people think that uh, as we age, I mean, some researchers think that as we age, it uh, decrease that level of that detoxification enzyme decreases, and so this intermediate product that um, uh, causes oxidative stress to the dopamine producing neurons and you know, hastens the degradation, you know, neurodegeneration. So, <laughs> so you want, you know, so chocolate is, uh, you know, a very mild MAOB inhibitor. It's not like one of these prescription ones, but you know, that, that mechanism of action, it's a, MAOB inhibition is a, 
it has a it has a pretty good reputation uh, in the trucks community. Okay, so yeah. very cool, very cool. For people who work out in the morning, um, maybe first thing, maybe an hour or two after waking up, how would you set up taking? Uh, dopamine, but also things like Siltep and serotonin. I know when we talked before, you had said Siltep and dopamine first thing in the morning and then maybe an hour later or or as needed serotonin. Would you still do that if somebody were working out early? Uh, yeah, yeah, I would I would take dopamine and Siltep first thing in the morning and then, um, yeah, maybe wait like a half an hour to take serotonin um, and, uh, you know, then, then go for a workout. I mean, that would be... Uh, um, you know, that, that'd be really, uh, that's a really strong combination to, uh, to take. I mean, don't forget your BCAAs in here. So let's say that, you know, somebody were, they wanted to start taking nootropics or they were taking nootropics. How would you yeah. have that conversation with your doctor, um, to maybe try to find a solution for, for using both or, or, you know, going down that road? Um, well, you know, it's a, it's important to have a doctor who's open to that. Uh, sort of thing and um, understands the mechanisms of action and how they relate to that per- person's illness and um, so forth. I mean, there's a lot of, um, I, you know, there's a lot of research that uh, shows that uh, many different supplements are, are um, have medical benefit. And, uh, you know, that's just uh, something that uh, you'll have to you know, you have to discuss with a medical professional uh, if you're intending to treat or cure a disease. <laughs> I mean, right. we're we're talking about uh, doing better than well here, right? You know, that and that's um, and and you know uh, that's not uh, really what uh, drugs are for. They're they're for uh, curing diseases and so forth. So it's uh, it, you know it's a different area that's uh, set, the, the 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 medical community doesn't really address very well. So. <laughs> Or at all. <laughs> all right. So, Abelard, what what have you lined up that you want to talk about that we haven't hit yet? Um, well, uh, I'm working on the GABA brain food stack. Ooh, well, we will do a podcast on that when it comes out. But tell us a little bit about how close we are to seeing it. Oh, well, I've been uh, you know uh, putting together all the supplements and then. You know, trialing it over the last month, and um, you know, doing various things to understand how uh, I'm reacting to it, and so forth. And um, one thing that I find with GABA is it's sort of a uh, shock absorber for social interactions. It makes uh, it makes it easier for me to to have awkward conversations. <laughs> <laughs> for instance, uh, you know, if I, if it's like a sales or a managerial kind of context where you're dealing with people and it's a little awkward and uh, it, it makes it easier. It just, uh, it, it gives everything soft around edges, um, <laughs> if you will. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's the inhibitory neurotransmitter that way. Um, also, uh, you know, I've been having a, a really, uh, really good time with uh, Nexus and uh, Mitogen, uh, the Axon Lab stacks. Those yeah. are... Uh, those are incredible, actually. Uh, and of course, know, those those go well with the natural stacks, Ryan. Right? We can use those ab- together. Absolutely, Siltap and uh, you know, krill oil, 
Um, and the do- and the brain foods go great together with those. Um, Let's talk. About, you, you mentioned krill oil. Let's talk about stacking krill oil with uh, racetams or, or anything else that may be fat soluble to increase uh, the effectiveness. Right. Um, well, krill oil is uh, you know is a good source of uh, omega three uh, fatty acids and um, with uh, phosphatidylcholine and um, also with uh, uridine, you know, which is in CDP choline, which is in uh, Nexus, provides a, a really uh, good way to uh, strengthen, uh, you know, membranes in the brain and so forth. It's it's kind of the building blocks of uh, of a lot of uh, you know the you know the brain's um, uh, development uh, <laughs> when it's creating new brain cells and and repairing things and so forth. So, uh, you know, with with aracetams, um, mainly people suggest stacking those with choline. Um, And uh, that's the research that I was able to find was that uh, the aracetams used more choline uh, when, and the brain used more choline when uh, Mm -hmm. people were uh, taking aracetams. Yeah. Okay. So, Abelard, tell our listeners where they can find more of you. I know we talked about this in a previous podcast, but hopefully we've got some new listeners and, and this is their first time hearing you. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm on Twitter at, at Siltep, C-I-L-T-E-P. And uh, I also have my personal site, uh, abelardresearch.com, where I post a, where I have an archive of all the podcasts and interviews and so forth that I've done. Um, and a very occasional blog uh, article <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna have one of those coming up for us on optimalperformance.com with the GABA write-up right 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 okay so everybody can be watching for that and then of course GABA brain food and then the podcast where we talk all about GABA right right exactly all right all right you got to give us three new tips to live optimal and they can't be the same three that you gave us last time oh okay um, well I guess uh, making habits that's, uh, um, you know, if you, if you have one of those habit tracker apps on your phone, um, I use habit bowl. It's great. Uh, that will, uh, help you achieve all the things that you want to do every day, every week, working out, eating right. That kind of thing. Yeah. And um, let me build on that one. We'll, we'll give you a minute to think on the other two as a, as a nutritionist and as a, you know, strength coach, gym owner for, for, you know, the last five to 10 years. That's that's a huge thing. I mean, the little, the daily habits, the routines become habits. And, and you know, if you think about when you wake up in the morning, you have a routine that you go through. Uh, whether you've actually planned it or not, you have one. So, so there's everything that we do is patterned. And I think if we, we put a lot of conscious thought into what those are, we can figure out ways to optimize them for whatever goal we're trying to achieve. And um, when you're Building a new habit, don't focus on how far you have to go. Focus on just taking baby steps and moving forward. Right, right. And, you know, rewarding yourself for each one of those steps. Uh, it, it not, you know, in a small way, don't go, uh, don't, if, you, if you stick to your diet today, don't go eat a chocolate cake. Right, right, right. Yourself, but, right. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, not, you're not a dog. You don't reward yourself with food or ice cream. And, you know, you, it's like, hey, if, if we went to AA and we said, oh, great, you went, one week without alcohol, here's a beer. Right. It's not going to work, right? <laughs> right, right. Um, the next uh, one is uh, before you start, um, especially if you've taken a lot of 
uh, you know, nootropics and you're really motivated, make a plan of, of what you're going to do. So, you know, if I'm working on a big software project, um, you know, I write out all the little steps I'm going to, I think I'm going to need to get to the end of it. I mean, you know, software is a little uh, unpredictable sometimes, you know, it doesn't always, you know, the plan changes, but it, I, uh, every day when I start out, I always make, try to make a list of everything I'm going to get done. Just so um, in the middle of it, in the heat of it, I, I, I can keep moving <laughs> forward instead of, uh, uh, instead of getting derailed or, or, or having to, you know, uh, get my motivation or momentum going again. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm laughing because that one is very true for me this week being at, in Austin at Natural Stacks headquarters. I mean, I've been working from the headquarters and I've got, I come in with a to-do list and if I didn't have it, there's so many things going on that pull you in so many different directions. Um, you know, and I'm used to working at home. So I think for, for people who may work in an office setting, I think that's a very important thing to help them stay productive. Yeah. And then, um, it's also important to have, uh, to work with, uh, you know, a partner who can, uh, keep you on track, uh, and, uh, to bounce ideas off of, um, because, you know, if you have a lot of motivation, you've got to channel it properly. And, you know, sometimes it's, uh, it, it's better if there's, uh, somebody else around to, uh, to kind of act as a, uh, as a review board for, for ideas and, uh, directions so you can, uh, channel things efficiently and channel motivation efficiently for both, for both people. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, you can work at you can work at home alone on stuff, uh, and but you can't do that forever, you know? right? Uh, I mean, yeah, <laughs> eventually you have to uh, um, interface with people and 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 kind of get some feedback and yeah, integrate feedback. That's I mean, it doesn't have you don't have to work with somebody, but you you at least have to occasionally integrate feedback and not just. Um, all right, we're, we're slotting that in as tip number three, integrate feedback. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's basically the entire premise behind quantified self, right? I mean, yeah. feedback on everything. Is this working? Is it doing what I want? Yes, let's keep doing it. Is it's not, uh, you know, let's, let's tweak something and, and keep moving forward. Yeah, check in with reality regularly. Now, um, like, you know, in product development, software development, they always say, get your product in front of an actual customer and talk to an actual customer, you know, before you get some idea of like the, you're going to have the greatest app in the world and it's, it's going to be totally awesome. But then when you release it, nobody wants it. It's, it, you know, it's, it's, that's, that's what I'm trying to get across is you've got to get feedback and, and incorporate it regularly in order to, uh, um, produce a optimal product. <laughs> or an optimal outcome for whatever you're trying to do. Yeah. I mean, you got to get on the scale every once in a while to, uh, <laughs> you know, to see if you're losing weight, if your diet's working, right? Yeah. I mean, there's all kinds of different levels of, of, to it. Beautiful. Abelard, as always, this has been a blast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. All right. For our listeners, make sure you guys head over to optimalperformance.com. You can see the video version, grab uh, links and show notes. Um, and of course, head over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review. And if you know somebody who would enjoy and benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. And that's it. We'll talk to you guys next Thursday. Thanks for listening. 
optimize yourself.